Mr. Prime Minister. Albo, how you doing? Oh, good, mate, good. Yeah, been a busy period for you. I bet, I bet. I know. What can I do you for? What can I do you for? Okay. I know you. Yeah, love the love the rabbitos. Yeah. Right. You want Sam Burgess and GI back in the team immediately. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can look into that for you. Adam Reynolds, do you want him back at the club? Um, that one might be a little bit trickier. Oh, and you're not done? Sorry, Mr. Prime Minister. Yeah, what else have you got? And you want the Sydney Roosters relegated. Okay, excellent. No, look, um, I, I don't know how popular that last one will be, but uh, I'll chat to Pete. Yeah, PVL, Peter Valandis. Yeah, we chat most nights. That's right, around about 7 o'clock. Excellent. All right, mate, I'll, I'll give you a buzz and, and talk to him about it. Yeah, you got to run. Oh, hang off me. Love you too. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 32. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, full house, we've got Dana, we've got D, we've got Coz. Uh, we're excited to talk all things round 12, but before we get too carried away, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. I tell you what, guys, I'm going to have to start taking this warm-up like a little bit more literally, you know, like doing a little bit of stretching as we're on air because, you know, as the weather starts to cool down, I'm feeling it in my old age. Uh, but anyway, the question I've got for you, uh, a bit of a right or wrong, going back through our phone notes, and, you know, I remember obviously we, we put through our predictions at the start of the year, um, you know, when it comes to the ladder. So, you know, what I want to know is who did you have down for your wooden spoon prediction before round one? Obviously, a bit of an honesty policy here. Um, D, uh, as you know, I, I guess all of our fans are going to see on social media. You've, you've got your club represented there, which we'll talk more about later on. But, uh, yeah, who'd you have in uh, 16th spot before round one? What are you talking about? What club? I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> um, look, I had picked the Knights as my wooden spooners for this season. <sighs> um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I still have hope for them to meet that bottom spot um, before the end of the season, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll see. Dana, I remember yours. So there you go. Pile on. What was yours? <laughs> yeah, say, well, we're talking about our Newcastle Knights. Yeah, I remember. I think I reckon I, reckon I would have said it just to shit stir Dan because I think it was one of the first couple episodes I was on the pod. Uh, but now I genuinely believe I was right because they are – not having a good time, and between them and the Bulldogs, it's just not a fun game to watch. Um, but also, uh, isn't the bunker supposed to help you? Uh, yeah. Those poor kids. Yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 having, we're having a few challenges, having a few challenges, that's for sure. Uh, no, look, we deserve that, and, uh, you know, some, some smart little predictions there. Look, for me, um, I had the dogs, which wasn't that popular. Everyone saw all of the new signings coming in, and... 
I've been there. I, I, I've followed a certain football team, as we've just spoken about, who has done that, who has flipped rosters, brought in high-quality players. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've learned over the years is it takes time to build combinations, and that's ultimately what allows you to be consistent across 20-odd games of football in the NRL. So, um, you know, the, the thing with the dogs is great. You flip your roster, but, yeah, I, I really see no um, fluidity in their game, and, uh, you know, that's that's come to fruition. And uh, still question marks in and around this spine so um yeah i had the dogs and uh yeah I, I think i think we're doing we're tracking along pretty well here cause what about yourself well it might be sacrilege but i picked my own team the dragons because i just couldn't see how they were going to win all that many games because they have a whole bunch of young guys that are still learning it we didn't really get many new signings and the coach is quite um strange some of the decisions made and the off-field stuff too. Like as much as they say the off-field doesn't affect the on-field, it really does. So if you're back of passes and in order, it's really hard for the front. The you know what everyone sees to be performing well. So the fact that they're not right at the bottom, I'm quite happy with that. But we still got time. But I will always support them. But anyway, yeah, the dragons. That definitely sounds like it. Uh, it could be worse. It could be better kind of situation. Um, but, Dan, for your sake, uh, he's hoping a new coach uh, fixes your Bulldogs prediction. Yeah, you know, that that's that, that, that could be a factor. Or obviously, you know, the situation with, with Baz there is very, very difficult. But, you know, for me, just quickly, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this another time. But, uh, you know, let's just say that I haven't quite seen those brilliant, amazing, life-changing juniors come through the Canterbury system. And if you want to dig around and try and determine where the club, you know, where some of the problems are, I'd be sort of looking at the juniors. You know, where is those boom rookies that we're seeing at other clubs? Where are the Selwyn Cobos? Um, yeah, you know, just something to keep an eye on when it comes to the dogs. All right, team, uh, no time to waste. Round 12 is here. Let's jump into our first segment, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this week in our feature game, we see the Melbourne uh, Melbourne Storm coming up against the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Uh, you know, Dana, in our little clip there, you know, they, uh, you know, we talk a little bit about some of the challenges teams have. Might you know this is unprecedented times? Uh, how are you feeling? How's the mood in Melbourne? Uh, talk to us a little bit uh, about this Melbourne Storm side because um, yeah, we haven't seen this from this team in a very very long time. Uh, yeah, look, when I say it's miserable in Melbourne at the moment, I'm not talking about the weather. So yeah, look, it's been a rough couple of weeks, but. Um, I mean, all of my friends have been giving me shit for it. Oh, yeah, this is exactly what's going to happen um, next year. But it's also, you got to remember, we've got a lot of injuries at the moment. And I, I know I can't blame two back-to-back big losses on the fact that Ryan Pappenhausen and Jerome Hughes have both not been there. But I will definitely blame the uh, 100 mils of rain, the torn-up ground, and the 78% humidity in Townsville. Um <laughs> I think it's just they they got cocky. Um, you know, they were scoring 60, 70 points back-to-back, like four or five weeks in a row. And then I think this young team kind of hadn't experienced that kind of success at the moment uh, or just kind of not experienced that before. So then they kind of got slack and they've gotten comfortable and you cannot get comfortable at any time during NRL, especially when you're coming up against the Panthers, especially when it's been raining for four days straight. And then to turn around and again, not show up against like 
Cowboys of all, no offense, of all teams. Like I know they're playing really well and they, they are doing really well, but to at least not put up a fight, like I don't care if you're 40 points down with 10 minutes to go, you fight till the end. Like you don't give up. And I definitely watched that game and saw those younger kids giving up before that final saga in blue. So I think that's something that they need to work on. I'm sure Craig Bellamy's drilled into them over the last kind of few days. But uh, if I'm 100% honest, I have no expectations. Uh, it's at home, so I'm going on Thursday night. But I um, yeah, I just I kind of at that point where even as a supporter, you can't just go to a Storm game or watch a Storm game going, oh, yeah, we're going to win. It's easy. Like, I'm stressed, like, all of the time. <laughs> I go into a game and I was like, oh, it could go either way because there's been so many upsets throughout the whole season, like, of underdogs coming up and beating those top four, top five teams that we all predict are easy walkover games. So, yeah, if I'm completely honest, I am very stressed about about this week, but I low-key am stoked that – uh Travoyevic did his shoulder, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel bad for him. Like, I'm sure it hurt, but also, like, lol. Uh, look, we'll hold off on Manly, uh, D. I, I know you're keen to rip in, but let's just keep on Melbourne Storm for a little bit. Cause, um, getting your thoughts on Craig Bellamy, would he have been, you know, angry? Uh, you know, I, I'm just just trying to predict predict the vibes here. Disgusted. Um, I get a little bit of a sense of he just would have been disappointed, probably not spoken to half of the, the team. Talk to us a little bit about you know, this situation because, you know, Melbourne, um, you know, they they were absolutely flogged by the Cowboys. And, you know, when you start to look through their roster, you're starting to see some really young players who, to Dana's, um, you know, to Dana's point, you know, they're, they're, they're not Melbourne Storm players yet. You know, they haven't won anything. They haven't achieved anything in the game. And I think there'd be a few reminders this week that, um, you know, they really need to start, um, you know, coming together and do some of the fundamentals because defensively they've been, um, yeah, they've been terrible. I think well, Bellamy has a persona that we see, but I think um, everyone talks about his, how he's a good coach. So he would, he would have done what he needed to do, speak to whichever players individually about what they needed to work on. Um, but 100%, the play, like just looking at the players that are missing. So while no excuses for injuries, but when you have that many in those positions with that experience, of course, the, it's going to be harder to win. And just looking at the back line there, there's, you've got two like international reps in Olam and, and Coates, but the rest haven't really experienced enough NRL yet, I don't think. But the, if the Storm sort of mentality is the next man up, so if they're probably going to have to look at the cup um, players that, because both the Falcons and Tigers are in the, the top of the table in our QRL competition. So there's plenty of guys pushing to, to you know, experience the next level. Um, but for for the sake of Dana, I think like this sort of experience is now is good for the Storm. This will build them for the next sort of couple of seasons. These guys are getting experience. They are hopefully learning resilience, learning how you know, NRL is tough if, and sometimes you don't have your stars with you and you do have to do the work and you have to step up. So obviously they didn't do that against the Cowboys, but they get, if they get picked again, they've got the opportunity to, to show the coaching staff that they, you know, they, they do want to be there and they are going to do the work. So um, I just, yeah, because Storm are sort of a de facto Queensland team, so I always like to support them and want to see them do, do their best. So I'm hoping they'll take the positives out of, you know, this tough run and, and all these players sort of learn from it and also take the opportunity to step up and take responsibility for their on-field actions. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, for me, I, I reckon there could be like a, a Netflix documentary miniseries created around, you know, we, we get the behind-the-scenes look at Craig Bellamy in those film sessions, you know, after losses like this because they are so rare. I would just love to have been a fly on the wall this week because uh, <laughs> that would have been painful to sit through that and watch that. And, uh, yeah, no, there, there, will, there will be a little bit of a bounce back. All right, D, here we go. Jump in. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the opposition, the Manly Ringer Seagulls and... You know, obviously, Dana, she's poking fun at Tom, but, you know, it, it's just, it's so disappointing because, D, I don't know how you felt, but when I first saw the injury, I thought potentially it's a minus, uh, you know, it's, it's a minor shoulder injury. Maybe that will force him out of the team for a period of time just to get his whole body fit, firing for the finals. But obviously the news has come through that he's out for the season. Talk to us a little bit about, um, yeah, no turbo, my friend. That's uh, that's it. That's a huge blow. Let me just stretch before we start this. Yeah, just need a quick warm up, make sure everything is clicking and moving the right way. I might injure myself having this conversation. Um, but look, I we know I'm seagulls. Everything, um, Tommy, good old turbo. That's a massive injury. It's a huge loss. Um, and we know what it's been like when he's had major losses before. But I think what we're forgetting here is Des Haslow is one of those coaches that takes a lot of no-names and turns them into proper stars, puts them on the book. So um, as much as people may disagree with me, and he is a little bit um, off the Richter, he is a mad scientist, he is one of those He I compare him to a Craig Bellamy. And that's only because you see a lot of people come in through other programs. And obviously a lot of people don't know this, but the Sea Eagles um, local community rugby league um, program is quite strong. Um, They've got a really, really, really strong pathways program across every age um, going up and they really develop and they put so much effort into those teams. And I think Storm needed to learn that lesson. I don't know just how much they, how many lessons they're going to take and apply that to this week's game. Remember, as much as Turbo is a huge part of the team, he's not the only one. There are quite a few others. And unlike the Storm, a lot of the younger guys at Manly have gotten the opportunity to play on a big scale, D- on big fields. D, it's going to be really interesting because, you know, when you lose your number one marquee player, you go through a period of mourning for a day or two, and then it's, okay, next man up. You know, let's have a think about what this means. And ultimately, when you look at Manly, it just means they're going to have to change the way they play football. Now, you are never going to find another Tom Trevojevic. They, they, they just don't <laughs> exist. Um, it's hard oh, to believe. Stop it. We breed them well in it, the Northern Beaches. It's hard to believe. Isn't there four of them? It's hard there to, are. No, no, no. There, there, is no, there is no Tommy. It's hard to believe he exists, to be honest. But, you know, then you start to think about, well, what are the, you know, what's a different style of play that would suit Manly? You've got Cooler who can come in. And, you know, if you're looking for athleticism, if you're looking for speed, um, if you're looking to sort of maybe bring someone in now and hopefully have him, um, you know, uh, in a good position come finals time, he could be a good option. Or you play it safe and you go with Garrick. So my question to you is, you know, trying to read the mind of Desi Hasler is difficult. But where would you go here in the fullback position? Would you go with Young Cooler, um, athletic, athletically gifted, or would you go the safe option and would you go with Garrick? This is a hard one because um, Desi's mind changes every day, but I personally would go with Cooler. Um, again, only because he's been thrown 
onto into a position where he's had to play on such a large scale. Um, I did mention, obviously, as we were going into Magic Round, that you've got a lot of young players for the Seagulls that will just get blinded by the lights and the awe that is Suncorp Stadium and the event that is Magic Round and obviously playing Brisbane. Um, it, it, it was going to blind them and that's exactly what it did. But we're taking them to a, a team like the Storm where I don't know how many teams can have clutch moments the way that the Seagulls have had clutch moments against the Storm. Those DCE, you know, drop goals and the very last minute with 30 seconds to spare. Um, there's been way too many of those. He just needs to... Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely uh, his ammo. That's, okay, so you're going cooler. Look for me... Yeah. Um, I just feel like they're going to have to sit back and work out where are they going to score their points. So do they envisage a lot of their points coming from their fullback or do they prefer, um, you know, trying to get, you know, a few more points on the edge? And, you know, depending on the answer to that question, yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted to take a little bit of a risk with Cooler because um, if you play it safe, you're just not going to have the ability to compete with the top teams. And the other thing, D, you guys got to start moving. You guys got to start racking up some points to get sort of cemented into that finals um, because, you know, you look at the ladder and um, the season's starting to move on. Team, this is going to be an incredible game of football. I, I can't believe that we've got a downtrodden Melbourne Storm uh, and then we've got a Manly team who are trying to, you know, I guess create a new identity. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how this one plays out. Because um, you got no skin in the game, so I'm interested in your independent opinion. Uh, where are you going in this one yeah, in terms cause. of tips? Yeah, cause. Storm. I, I, think, I think there was a whispered storm there. Uh, okay, I love that. All right, Dana, you, you're going Storm. D, you're going Manly. We get that. Um, look for me. Uh, look, look, this is gonna this is gonna be a difficult one. Look, I'm, I'm gonna go Manly uh, for an upset. I, you know, I I I do believe we are gonna see an ambush from Melbourne. Don't get me wrong. I really feel like we're gonna see a um, completely different football team this week. Um, But I'm liking what I'm seeing from Manly. And, um, you know, this is going to be a really important game for them to show that, you know, they haven't uh, packed up their bags and given up after one um, significant injury. Um, But, yeah, going to have to keep an eye on that one. All right, team, let's uh, move through now to our second feature game, uh, the Cronulla Sharks coming up against the Sydney Roosters. Now, yeah, this is going to be another interesting one. Um, Cos, going to go to you just quickly on Cronulla because they were um, a team that were really surprising people at the start of the season, but they've sort of fallen away a, a little bit and they're not quite playing their best football. Can you get a little bit of a read on Cronulla? What's your thoughts on them at the moment? Well, I think because there was no expectation and then people were talking about when they were winning and then now when they were winning, there was expectation and then they maybe couldn't handle that. I think... It's also they've got quite a few new players and they are still figuring out obviously how to play together. Um, but they're just one of those teams that we've spoken about that are just it is really hard to get a read. They're up and down. They win some of the games they shouldn't and lose some of the ones that they shouldn't. So it, it's really hard to, to predict what they're going to do. And even last week against the Titans, who have been struggling a bit, they they fell away at the end. It, it, it shouldn't have been that close. So um, the score, so... I don't know. Sharkies. It's, yeah, I don't know where, where are they going? It's interesting, isn't it? D, uh, this is the Cronulla Sharks team that I was expecting. Like, I never expected a Cronulla Sharks team to come in and compete with Penrith and, you know, maybe not so much Melbourne, but Melbourne uh, as one of those top teams in the competition. I, I expected a team that was still finding themselves some inconsistent performances. You know, Nico Hines, you know, fresh into the team. Matty Moylan hasn't played a lot of um, a lot of football over, over the last couple of years. So 
I, I guess, you know, my question to you is, is this the real Cronulla Sharks where they are going to be a little bit inconsistent for the remainder of the season? Or do you think they can get back to the start of the season where, you know, Craig Fitzgibbon was getting a lot of love for, you know, this, this sort of team that sort of come out of nowhere? I think it's too late for them to get their, you know, their roads nice and straight and wide and thick. I, I think that they are going to remain inconsistent this season. Okay, all right, bold, bold prediction. Dana, um, you know, you follow the Sharks pretty closely because they're the arch nemesis of the Melbourne Storm. Um, you know, when, when you look at their particular football team, a lot of the flashy players got a lot of play, plays. Nico Hines, quite rightly so, he was uh, playing some really good football. But, you know, one of the, you know, one of the things that, you know, is going to need to happen is their front row, their forwards, they're really going to have to step up this week. Um, you know, Cam McInnes, I think, has been an important player for them at lock forward. Britton Nakora, I think, again, he's an underrated player, one of the better second rowers in the competition. You know, you're not going to be able to finesse your way around the Roosters, in my opinion. You're going to have to try and win the middle. What's your thoughts on the Cronulla Sharks? Can they win the battle in the middle? Because, you know, there are some high-quality forwards in this football team. The thing with the Cronulla Sharks is, yes, I have a strong hatred for them, uh, but they also, I think they just need to be more like more consistent. And obviously that's what everyone's kind of spoken about, but it's like <clears throat> it's hard to watch a Cronulla game and like I would hate to be a supporter because you honestly don't know what you're going to get week to week and I think that would be the most stressful thing. But it's trying to get that balance of attacking strong but being able to control the ball. And I think that was something that, how the type? Ty- <clears throat> Sorry, you're just getting, you're getting quite emotional. Just dying. About, I'm just getting emotional just getting about emotional that. About the Cronulla Sharks, I love it. <laughs> um, I think it was just something like controlling the ball was a a major factor of last week, and there was just silly little mistakes that you know, as a professional football team, you shouldn't be making as consistently as they were. Um, and like you said, you know, when you're up against the Roosters, those mistakes cannot be made. Um, you know, if you start making little mistakes, if you have some a couple extra knock-ons or a couple drop balls or forward passes, I'm like those are make or break plays. If you drop the ball 20 meters out of their line, that's a try, and you've just lost four or six points without because you made a mistake. So it's just if they can get on top of that and kind of minimize those mistakes and kind of improve their attack to be more consistent, I think they'll have a chance. Yeah, definitely. No, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, the identity that Cronulla build um, over the next few games, in particular this game against the Roosters. Cause, all right, let's flip it over to the Sydney Roosters. And again, death, taxes, and the Sydney Roosters being a high-quality football team. That's something we've been used to. But again, this team is going through... An interesting period, you know, when you look at some of their players, they're getting a little bit older, in particular their forward pack, um, and at the same time, they're trying to bring through some younger players, Sam Walker and a few others. I just feel like it's a bit of an awkward time for the Sydney Roosters, where then, you know, I guess they're still trying to find their identity this season. Yeah, I think it, it's dangerous to write them off, but they have lost that hard edge that they've had over the past seasons that when you could just predict, yeah, it's a Roosters win, whatever, like whatever, it's going to be the Roosters win, easy. This this year, this season, a bit flat, like especially being blown off the park at the start of last week's game, like that that's not something that you saw in recent seasons. That, that's, that's, not, that's not the Roosters that we know. But I think, yeah, a lot of these players do have experience though, and some of them, while well, the younger ones, they're not bringing in the amount that sort of the storm are at the, at the moment or, or Zeke or so. Um, 
it's it's hard to put your finger on what is going on there. Why why things aren't working out? Like they've got you know some of the the best players in the game there, and it's they shouldn't be as inconsistent as they are. I think, but um, but in saying that, last week they did come up against a very good team. So again, we, we give them a bit of a pass mark there. But um, yeah, well, I don't think I think that they will they'll be better this week, and I think they will be the ones to win. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, particularly interesting. Um, just skimming, um, you know, their their last few games. You know, for me, I, I think you know one of the simple things they've got to do is bridge the gap between James Tedesco and every other player in that roster. I mean, how much more does James Tedesco have to do? I mean, he. We we spoke about you know um, you know some of the some of the challenges some of these teams have had but you know does he need to carry water be the ball boy you know prep the jerseys wash the jerseys like what else do we need from James Tedesco I mean you know he he's he's playing unbelievably at the moment as captain um, you know I really feel like you know he's he's someone who is really setting the standard there but you know Joey Manu I don't think we've seen the best out of Joey Joseph Suwali we're starting to see some good football Sam Walker um, again he's still developing Luke Keary again we haven't seen the best of Luke um, you know and, and then you know some, some of their forward players like Lindsay Collins you know there was a period there before that series injury where he was considered to be you know an emerging one of the best forwards in the game really sort of haven't seen that performance from him um Angus Crichton again there is no reason why he can't be the best forward in the game at the moment um you know limited opportunities um some contract negotiations in the background um again just need to see more from him so for me this is a football team that doesn't have a lot of players in form um but you know maybe this is a game in which they can get themselves um right uh, all right, thinking about our predictions, um, you know, D, I, I know you've you, we spoke about this off air. You're going the Roosters here, um, Dana. You're going to join her with it with a Roosters prediction as well, given your uh, quote unquote love for Cronulla. Cos, where no, you I go- hate them both equally. I don't care who wins. Cos, where are you going on this one? Yeah, I think the Roosters. I think they'll bounce back. But I said that last oh. week, so yeah. All right, okay. Who knows? So, I, don't, I don't want either of them to win. All right, so we got we got a couple of uh, roosters tips here. Look for me. I'm, I'm going to go with Cronulla just to be a little bit different. Um, you know, the the, the roosters that they, they, they'll they'll be looking to bounce back, but um, Cronulla will want to drag them down into the trenches and you know really make this a dog fight. And uh, I, I think Cronulla can uh, can get the job done there. All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, let's continue on with the remaining games in round 12. Cos, I'm going to hand it over to you for your two. Uh, Penrith Panthers coming up against Cowboys to start. Well, I think this game should not be the curtain raiser. It should be on the free-to-air because this will be an absolute cracker. And I think this will be a good – we spoke about uh, this being um, the Cowboys having a challenge last week against the Storm, but this one, this is a real challenge for them. And I am going to tip the Cowboys because, of course, I am. But I think just the way the, forward, the forwards will match, it's an interesting halves matchup as well with sort of the Wiley veteran and – and the youngster and the two sort of established rep stars and see how see how that goes. But I think with both teams in really good form, it's just going to be really good to watch if you like rugby league. So we have to find a TV to get on that. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it's going to be an incredible game. Uh, and I love your prediction getting out there, being bold. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, they're this year's fairy tale. Uh, and if they're able to get the job done over Penrith, uh, that could be, yeah, that, that would be incredible, especially on the road. All right, my friend, uh, next game I've got for you is, uh, well, a bit of a Queensland derby there. The Brisbane Broncos coming up against Gold Coast Titans. Yep, and I'm going to tip the underdog again, I think the Titans, because it, form sometimes doesn't matter in these ones because they really, really want to beat the Broncos. They're you know, called the little brother, and when they, they celebrate those wins, when they can beat you know the mighty Broncos from down down the highway. Um, but I think I don't know, the, the Broncos are in such good form. I don't think anyone predicted this at all. So can they – are they going for six in a row? Yeah. I think six in a row. So – I don't know, but the, the Titans, if they could just get their shit together, they're a good team. Um, they show flashes of that. They fought back well last week. They just they just leave it too late. They either get out to a lead and can't hold it or they leave their run too late. They just need to play a full 80 and get all the players. They've got a lot of young, talented players in there. They, they kind of remind me a bit like of the Bronx with the, the players that they've got. So it's, it will be a good matchup. And like head says Broncos, but I, I want the Titans to win some more games. So I'm I'm gonna I wanna tip the Titans just I, for an upset. I, lo- I love that. And for our listeners at home, please gamble responsibly, uh, following along with Cos's tips there. But no, that look that is good. And look, this is the reason why you know, the Titans don't win wooden spoons, you know, that the Titans win games they should lose. And, you know, this has kind of been their, their been their recipe over the last couple of years is that, you know, that they, they sort of struggle a little bit. But in these big clashes, they'll, they'll produce, a, you know, an incredible performance. David Fafita will, you know, put the team on his back and score three tries. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens there in the local derby. Uh, look, for me, I've got the next game on Saturday at 3 o'clock uh, in Redcliffe. We see the New Zealand Warriors coming up against the Newcastle Knights. Look, team, potentially, uh, you know, we, we spoke about wooden spoons earlier on in the <laughs> in the episode. Uh, it's definitely got that sort of flavour here. Um, look, devastating news for the Warriors with the loss of their forwards. Adam Fanil Blake, you know, that that's uh, that that's a huge loss. You know, when you when you look at the Warriors team, and, and I guess this hasn't been spoken about enough, the loss of Roger Tulvasashek as a leader, um, as a person, as a player from that club, I think's been massive. Everyone just assumed that Reese Walsh. Rolse, Reese Walsh, I'll spit it out eventually. You know, he'd just be able to come in and sort of, you know, be able to be Roger. And I, I still don't feel like Reese is at that point in his career. But, you know, when you look at their team, when you're looking for quality, Adam Fanil Blake, he is uh, an absolute elite player. So the loss of him is significant. You know, weird situation with Lodge as well, with him leaving the club. Um, so that really puts a dent in their front row. Um, and, uh, you know, the Warriors, Chanel Harris-Tavita has, has made a decision that he's going to start to, you know, look at stepping away from rugby league for a period of time. So, and again, there's a lot of pressure on Nathan Brown. So, yeah, New Zealand Warriors, they're coming into this one absolutely desperate to, to win two points. As for my mighty uh, Newcastle Knights, uh, they're, a, they're a team that just struggle with resilience. Uh, they're a team that can't play for 80 minutes. So, you know, when anything goes against this team, uh, you'll see one or two tries off the back of it um, conceded. So that's just something that the Knights really need to work on is, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, this is the NRL. Things are going to go against you in a game of rugby league. Momentum is going to switch, uh, and the Knights need to figure out ways in which they can turn this around. Um, and their attack at the moment, um, yeah, let's just say it's it's not looking too... Um, too impressive. You know, there's some players in there that are fighting in defense, um, but, yeah, need a little bit more in attack. 
Uh, and again, our forward pack, you know, we, we, we need to see a little bit more mongrel. Uh, there is no one scared of playing the Newcastle Knights at the moment, and that's just not something um, that, yeah, that's something the Knights can address, that's for sure. Uh, all right, Dana. Uh, yeah, I don't think I gave a prediction there <laughs> because both teams are struggling. Uh, I'll go with the Newcastle Knights by uh, by one point. <laughs> uh, I think the, the game will probably finish uh, seven points to six. How about that for a bowl tip? But Dana, um, move us through now to uh, you know the next game on Saturday, five thirty. Um, South Sydney Rabbitohs coming up against the West Tigers. Yeah, speaking of golden points, like surprisingly, if you'd asked me 12 months ago if I was excited for a Bunnies-Tigers game, I would have said no one go and watch tonight's sport. Um, but, you know, that April 23, they came together and the West Tigers surprisingly got an upset with golden point. And I'm, I'm very excited to watch this game and kind of see what's happened in the last six weeks kind of between, if that, between this these games because – it's a very quick turnaround to be playing a game, to be playing a, a team again. But you know, we're coming into that back half of the season, I guess, where you know teams start having buys, and it's kind of at that point where you're playing teams again. I'm excited to see kind of who dominates it, if it's as tough a game as it was, you know, a couple months ago. But I also have very low expectations for both sides, but I also have very high expectations. So it's. It's hard to look at because Cody Nicarima was just playing so magnificent off the bench. Um, but, you know, the the Rabbitohs, they are really, really strong in that first half and that's when they'll kind of get most of their points on the board. But they're having a really hard time at the moment kind of backing it up or, or having that comeback. They'll let those points run away from them and not be able to kind of chase it hard enough. Um, and it's just the, the lack of ball control skills as well at the moment. Again, it's similar to Cronulla, it's just making those kind of silly mistakes and, you know, dumb forward passes or just not watching the ball and that kind of thing. So I think that is could potentially come and bite them in the ass if they don't kind of pull it in. Um, but, you know, Ken, uh, Campbell Graham is on report. He's only copped a fine, no suspensions to my knowledge. So he'll be back uh, next for the weekend anyway. Um, but, you know, you also can't – you just can't go past how strong the West Tigers have been – this year and I guess to everyone's surprise they've done so well they've kind of beaten those teams that they shouldn't have and you know won those games they shouldn't have and lost those games they shouldn't have so it's going to be a very interesting um kind of game to predict to even kind of think about but I would love it to be a very very close game again um and I am going to go the Tigers as my underdog tip because I just hate the Rabbitohs. Yeah, something, about, something about the West Tigers. I just, just want to give them a hug. Yeah, I love that. Uh, there's a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of spark in the bunnies. You know, they've still got Damien Cook, Cody Walker. You know, they could go out and do something pretty special. Um, you know, obviously with Indigenous round as well, you know, there's going to be a little bit extra on the line for, for, for both clubs there. But, um, you know, I, I just feel like, um, you know, West Tigers, again, will want to drag them down into the dirt and scrap this out. And if they do that, uh, they're a very, very good chance there. So, you know, there's been a few underdog tips tonight. I hope our listeners are, are tracking along with them. All right, D, uh, let's round off round uh, 12. Let's jump through to Sunday. Got a couple of games here for us. Uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs coming up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, predictions on this one. Look, I would have gone for Cousins Dragons, um, especially after the re-signing news, which is great. Um, but they're playing in the big BSG. Belmore Sports Ground is just a different home. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it down to everybody from Canterbury, Bankstown area, and everyone in Belmore 
screaming down that street, beeping their horns, playing their drums, and they're going to bring the doggies home. They're my tip, and I'm still hoping that they can just get it together. I love that. I tell you what, I don't think we've picked a favourite tonight, but uh, you got to, You can't help but get sentimental. The doggies back mm. at Belmore, uh, they'll beat the Dragons by 40. Sorry, Cos. No, it's going to be it's going to be very very <laughs> interesting to see. Uh, you talk about a team that can't attack. Uh, I don't I don't know. You know what is doing? Just get the ball over the line. Um, they're going to have to come up with a few trick plays, that's for sure. Um, all right, my friend, finish us off. Last game of the round, round 12, Canberra Raiders. After risoling the South Sydney Rabbitohs come up against mm. Parramatta Eels. What's your thoughts on this one? I think that the Raiders are going to put the Eels back into their little hidey hole for this last match. Um, again, and, they, and putting it down to the fact that they're playing at home. And, you know, Canberra is bloody cold this time of the year. Um, Eels are used to their venue. They're used to Combank Stadium and the noise and the crowd that comes with it and the members that, you know, you can't hear noise. But um, I feel like the Raiders just need to bring it home. It's their home game. And I'm picking up on those two underdog teams for this last round, this last day of this round on Sunday, um, based on the fact they're playing home games. Yeah, I love that. Um, And they've been listening to us. We've said with the Canberra Raiders, there is no reason why that forward pack can't dominate every single pack in the competition. And they went out last week and proved that. Josh Papalini was unbelievable. So, you know... He must have downed a couple of litres of that Canberra milk that got selling down there. I I think so. And then coming up against, you know, Parramatta Reels, Ginobolo and, uh, you know, RCG and a few others, it's going to be an incredible clash. So great way to finish off round 12. But anyway, let's see. We've been very bold with our predictions tonight. Uh, Let's see how we go. I haven't had the best track record with tipping, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. There. All right, team, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support the NRL show? It's pretty simple. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.